You still haven't changed your light bulb, I see. No, I have not, no. Light bulbs now are really expensive. Think Nothing is long- cheap anymore, John! Nothing! Think of it long term. You say get your money back in months. Actually, given the price of electricity at the moment, I'll probably get it back in minutes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Anyway, look at us all being old, miserable men, shouting at clouds. What, Let's what? get on with the show, John. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. I am John in Cricklade. Uh, Kieran is in Trowbridge. I am still in Trowbridge. I've not gone anywhere. You haven't gone anywhere, but I see you have um, been tidying up your posters and it's looking very busy behind you on, on the wall of poster. So we have Frank Turner, who's due to play in February. Over 50% of tickets sold, so I'm delighted. We have Lucy Farrell, who's coming in the new year. She's part of the Furrow Collective, who are playing in Bradford on Avon very soon. Uh, Caution, sorry. We've got Comedy Show. Yay, my first comedy show. And we've got Andy Bell from Oasis and Ride. Um, 50% of those tickets are sold as well in the first seven days. Absolutely fantastic. Tell me more about the comedy show for people who can't see the poster. So Gary Delaney, um, comedian, um, one-liners. He doesn't do politics. He just does silliness. His uh, wife is Sarah Millican. Um, he always sells out the court of the Neald in Chippenham, but um, this time it was decided that he needed a bigger venue. So we've already exceeded the tickets for Chippenham in Devizes. Devizes is central, but the rest of Wiltshire, so he's not playing Swindon, he's not playing uh, Chippenham or Trowbridge, he's playing Devizes. It's going to sell out. Buy your tickets now. Don't buy presents, don't buy each other more stuff, buy each other experiences, gifts, buy each other tickets. Go to each other to go with your friends and your family and your colleagues go to shows go to events have more experiences people stop buying stuff we don't need more stuff i could not agree with you anymore that's the most sensible thing you've ever said in all 79 episodes (laughs) there you go anyway purpose of this show is to promote local music scene and local art scene and anything else that's happening in in that world karen last weekend we actually met for the second time since all this covid stuff kicked off at a real gig a real gig john it was great as well wasn't it it was a mosh pit and everything. God, I can't remember the last time I saw a mosh pit. <laughs> they were all, all masked up. It's all very respectful moshing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was at the Thunderbolt in Bristol, which is an amazing name for a pub. Erotic Secrets of Pompeii, who we played on the show a couple of times, they, they were kind of the, the lead, uh, they were like the headline. Uh, yeah, you also had uh, Wakey Wakey Rise Shine Materials and Druids, have I got those right? They're correct. In, yeah, Druids opened. Wakey Wakey Rise and Shine were on second. Uh, materials were on third and erotic, erotic secrets of Pompeii were the headliners and it really did kick off. It was, it was a really good night. So. The, thing, the thing I liked about those four bands is although they had very different styles and what they were playing, there was a definite theme. I don't know whether it was just, they all used very like similar chords, but it, it, they all sounded like they were from uh, like a seventies horror film, but just like punk <laughs> and rock and funk versions of it. Yeah, they had they had there's a, definitely a theme going through all of them. Yeah, and I say with, with, with different sounds, all complementary. I may add, it was made a very made for a good night. You know, I hate it when you go watch metal bands and there's like six metal bands on the bill and they all sound like I hate my dad. And by the third band, you're like, oh man, I've got fatigue of screamers. Just you know, mix it up a little. It wasn't like that, John. It was four very different bands, but with a theme running through them. There you go. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Okay, um, I'm going to change the tone. I'm going to bring us some some sad news. Um, yes. Just recently heard, just uh, literally just uh, before we were due to record, that uh, a musician from uh, Swindon-based uh, Levi Saunders has sadly passed away. Um, now, I 
met Levi probably about 10 years ago uh, when he was playing with Grubby Jack, um, which is a kind of a, a country trio uh, with uh, JC and Jenny who played at Treefest a couple of times. I know that he's been involved in the music scene for, for years prior to that. And he's always out with his banjo and ukulele in various groups doing all kinds of uh, folky country events um, all over the place. So, um, yeah, so that that's kind of breaking news to us today as we're recording. So um, it's really sad to hear that, uh, that Levi has passed. Our first track is going to be one that I've just uh, dug out from uh, uh, from from the YouTube archives, recorded in 2013 at the Barge Inn in Seemed, which is a, a pub just off the Kennet and Avon Canal. Uh, yeah, recorded in 2013, and it's um, a traditional um, folks on for America rolling my sweet baby's arms. And...
So we have just played a uh, live recording from 2013 from uh, Grubby Jack. Uh, that is uh, in memory of, uh, of Levi Saunders, who we've uh, just recently heard has, uh, has passed away. And what an excellent choice of song to pick there, John. Well done. Thanks for that. That is indeed very sad news. As if Swindon hasn't lost enough people already this year, um, they've now lost another musician. So um, joining David um, and a couple of other people up there in the great big gig in the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, let us move on to uh, product placement. No products this week, John. I mean, I have got all sorts of stuff um, due, but nothing's been received. Uh, but I do have some news. Are we, are we okay? For, are we cleared for news? Mm, can't we do that in the news section? We can. I, I, I just forget the, the, the running order. That's all. <laughs> okay. Let's, <laughs> let's save that for a few minutes. In that case, we, we didn't even talk about this guy in the opening link, which is something we normally do. Um, but uh, our guest for the day. Uh, we've got uh, we've got Dominic Bailey Clay. Um, I know him as Don Bailey. He uh, he obviously got married, and I missed that. So um, he either didn't shout about it on Facebook, or he just did it very subtly. Uh, he's a musician, and that's how I knew him in the first instance as a musician. Um, he's been plugging away at his recording studio, Nine Volt Leap, for as long as I can remember. So he's been going a hell of a long time. Um, over that time, he has recorded all the local bands, um, all the great bands. Um, he, he did. He recorded Sailors. Um, Sailors were it was Alex Share. So Alex has now gone on. He moved to Bristol and has gone on to form another band called Foxjaw. He joined Foxjaw, who are doing really well in the, in the industry. Um, so he recorded Alex and his band a long time ago. And, he's, and I released that, that EP, um, Physical Sheer Music. So Dom has been... In and around the scene for a long time. He's a, he's a really important guy um, and I love him to bits. So let's hear what he's got to say. I run a recording studio called Nine Bolt Leap, where I produce and engineer bands um, of all ranges of music. Um, it's my own space, it's my own studio that I've spent 12 years, I think, kind of building up. Uh, it must be 12 years. It doesn't feel like it, but it must be. Um, I'm older than I think I am. <laughs> so uh, where is Nine Volt Leap, Dom? Uh, in Melksham. Good old, good old sunny Melksham. You know, <laughs> uh, or is it one of the industrial estate? I don't really know. Uh, I've not, you know what? I've never actually been to your studio. You haven't? No, I was thinking that earlier. You've never been here. Yeah, it's on... Um, so it's in... It's basically in the centre of, of town. It's... If you know Melksham at all, it's it's sandwiched between Lidl and Sainsbury's, one of the many supermarkets that Melksham has to offer. <laughs> That's incredible. I do know where they are. That's really, really funny. Am I right in thinking once uh, I saw some social media posts or possibly a band sharing images? But aren't you right next door to like a swingers club? Um, yeah, well, sort of... <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they're not there anymore. They were nice and it was kind of quite cool having like the studio here and I'd have some sessions where it would just be very late night where we'd still be here at kind of 12, one in the morning um, and they'd be doing their thing and the, 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 the units next door and we kind of bump into each other on our ways to the toilets and stuff and say hello. And that was... sounds hilarious. <laughs> yeah, man, it was, it's pretty funny. There was one time where I was working, I was doing my own band stuff actually. And um, we were trying, I had this idea in my head of a snare sound that I wanted and we were layering up a load of stuff and I was like, I, like, I want like, like a whip and we had nothing here. We tried a load of stuff. I had like a squash racket was the closest thing. I was like, I'm next door to a swingers club. They're going to have whips. So I was quite, <laughs> friend- 
So I was quite friendly with the owners. You know, I knocked on the door. I was like, oh, you haven't got a whip I can borrow with you. And Chrissy, one of the owners, just like, yeah, yeah, come in. And she just like opened this cupboard and just like an array of whips. <laughs> She's like, take your pick, like just bring, bring it back when you're finished. So I like, picked, picked out a couple of whips and got the snare sound I wanted. Well, you did get the snare sound. That is the most important part here. I did, yeah. You, did. <laughs> um, you were saying that was your band. Was that Tortoise? Terrapin. Ter- sorry, Terrapin. Tortoise, the American yeah. post-rock band. You're absolutely right. Terrapin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'd love to sound more like Tortoise, but uh, yeah, we recorded an album, but it's never been released. Maybe one day it will be released. Why um, not? Uh, I don't know. We didn't really record it. Well, I certainly didn't record it for anything in particular, apart from just the the fun of doing it. And it kind of still almost feels a bit like our little baby. Uh, so uh, what I normally do, I normally start the interview and I'd say, uh, how did we meet? Uh, but it's really bizarre because I don't actually specifically remember the first time we met and spoke. But I'm going to guess it was in Devizes at the Bell by the Green, possibly, because a lot of the bands used to play the scene back in sort of 2004, not long before you started yeah. the studio. <clears throat> yeah, probably. I, I remember meeting you at a gig that was definitely in Devizes. I don't think it was the bell by the green but i have okay. <clears throat> i have zero memory of of actually where it was so it could well have been um and i'm assuming i was playing in a band i was probably Ooh. playing in lamb's bread at that time oh lamb's bread that might have been the cavalier i've got a list of gigs on my website i'll go look it up in a minute <laughs> tell us more about the studio so um obviously presumably you started in 2009 you didn't have the setup you've got now so um tell us how it's developed over time Basically, I started it with a couple of friends, um, lifelong friends uh, that, that now don't don't run it with me. It's, it's it's solely me now. But we, I was working full time in a shop on the on the business park. The owner of the shop was also one of the landlords of the whole site. So I kind of asked him if they had a unit that we could use to build into a, a well a recording studio and rehearsal space for bands um and managed to get the unit that i'm in now um and it took a long time to get it up to a usable state because it was kind of quite run down the ceiling in the live room had fallen down and the walls were tiled so i kind of we did as much as we could ourselves and Luckily, I know a lot of guys that are in trades, so got people in to plaster the walls and put up new ceilings and do all the electrics and stuff. Um, Got the live room up and running so that we could at least get some bands in rehearsing to pay the rent and then slowly built up being able to record. Keith, one of the guys I started it with, had some equipment, some microphones and an audio interface and and stuff. Um, And we all had a, a knowledge of how to record on... Uh, of, of recording software from going we did a level music tech and and stuff at college uh it was really makeshift and we had we didn't have a decent kind of monitoring system ourselves to kind of listen back to stuff on it was all very much very very diy and rough around the, the edges for the first two years we hadn't built the control room i don't think so we were just kind of mixing in in that room and, and had all the a little mixing desk um we went through about three different mixing desks over the space of about three years. One of them blew up on us. I think no. it blew up on us in the middle of a, of a session, which is never that handy. Um, and then just carried on buying equipment and making it better and doing more acoustic treatment and 
yeah. And it's an ongoing process. Obviously, you and I are in the same scene. We know a lot of the same people. Um, You recently recorded Biker Grove Fan Club, who are a band I absolutely love from Bath. So I also noticed on your Instagram, you're recording Noisiness. Yes, although I don't know if that's... Is that how you pronounce it? Oh, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm just guessing. I was hoping you'd correct me. Yeah, I I need to ask George exactly how to pronounce it. But yeah, we did. We've just on the weekend just gone. They're amazing. Like, I... Uh, unfortunately I, I i was trying to get some gigs of theirs but it's, it's, when my schedule's really busy it's really hard to get to gigs um because yeah, i don't finish working until like kind of eight nine o'clock some nights and trying to get to a gig after that is just impossible i've been i've been chatting to a lot of um people recently i've got obviously you've all got friends in bands and um, um i don't know if you know him mike barham he's in a band called nerve endings who've recently recorded yeah, yeah. With claire in in swindon at, with claire sutton and we were talking yep. about how different studios have different sounds effectively and how yeah, and yeah. that's obviously because of the personnel behind it and us you know nine volts uh, nine volt leap definitely has a a you sound to the recordings like i i reckon i reckon yeah. i could probably if you put two tracks by two different bands side by side i could probably tell who recorded like claire recorded one and you, you recorded one yeah so, uh, yeah other people have said that to me actually um i I mean, some of that is down to me, obviously, but I think there's a character in a room and I, I really, I really, in, so outside of, directly outside of my live room, there's a, there's a hallway um, that has got the most amazing reverb. Okay. Um, actually, there's a, few, there's a few hallways outside of the studio that have got amazing reverbs, uh, varying in size. So varying in um, kind of how big, and spacious the reverbs are and I use a lot of that in my recordings I try not to use that many digital reverbs because I don't think they sound real um I don't think a computer can recreate how a space actually sounds as well as actually making a space sound like that so a lot of my recordings a lot of my recordings will have that hallway sound on it and the sound of my room um which makes it unique to the space that you're recording in um, absolutely yeah no yeah, yeah. That, that sounds actually fa- i didn't realize that so that is actually quite fantastic um give me some of your highlights over the years what are your highlights working with um a band called culture shock was probably a bit of a highlight for me um i don't know if you know culture shock um I do not. they're you know subhumans yes yeah so it's dick lucas um uh from subhumans is other oh. band um culture shock because wow. he's in Culture Shock, Citizen Fish, and Subhumans. Um, right. And they they came to me to record three tracks a few years ago. Um, and I think they were just looking to demo the tracks. I don't think they were looking to release the tracks we were recording. Um, yeah. What I later found out is that, uh, so we did this, we did it, we just did it in a day. We just did three tracks in a day. It's punk it's like yeah, punk music so it's like it needs to it's be not over complicate things that's not over yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, don't, don't want to overdub loads of stuff and make it <laughs> nice and polished and shiny so we yeah. i didn't make them wear headphones we just did it live in the room i had the vocals coming through a pa system and stuff and it sounded great yeah. and then dick phoned me up the next day um and was like oh how booked up are you um we'd like to come and record the album with you i'm like i mean this is i mean dick lucas and like if you if you're into punk and I'm into punk, like subhumans are <clears throat> like Dick Loops is a big deal in the punk scene, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, and he's, and yeah. he's, and he's an absolute top guy. Um, 
it turns out they couldn't come back to me and record because they put a deposit down in a, another big studio in Bristol um, that they were going to lose if they come and recorded the album with me. So they actually finished the, the album, but they used the free tracks that I recorded on the album, which is really nice. Oh, lush. <laughs> and, and, and subsequently, we've, we've, con- we've continued to work together on all of the Culture Shock stuff since. That's, that's a, for me, that's like a... For someone who's been doing stuff since the 80s and is knows what he wants and has worked in countless studios with countless yeah. producers and engineers like the fact that he wanted to come back and record with me was was a bit pretty special kind of yeah man yeah definitely, definitely. that's cool just, i mean yeah but the highlight is just to be able to do this job as a living really <laughs> so how, how do people get in touch with you dom i've got a website i don't know how good it is um but you can definitely contact me through the website social media i'm on all the social pages um or or telephone send me a postcard got a carrier pigeon got an address yeah yeah i guess they need to type in some something like nine volt leap studios or something like that nine volt yeah 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 nine volt leap studios into google nine volt nine volt leap.co.uk well dom um it's about time you told us what song you'd picked and why yeah so i chose a bike grove fan club track because i think those guys are amazing and they're, they're great. If you can ever go and watch Biker Bro Fan Club Band Live, I highly recommend it. You will not be able to stand still. They are exciting. There's a man with my body, but not my head. It's not because I'm dressed up, or I'm dead. He's inside my socks and in my dungarees, but he's still got my heart and
and a dog and a bright green door. Oh, one a cake shop. I want a cake shop and a dog and a bright green door. Uh, so we have played Biker Grove Fan Club. And there just seems to be this nucleus of sort of arty bands coming through with really like pertinent and modern lyrics about the signs, signs of our times. So um, so great, great choice from Don there. Thank you. Cool. OK, it is time for some news. You said you had some news. We do have news. So. Yesterday, John, um, Trowbridge Town Hall announced the £8.1 million investment from the high street bid money that's come from central government. It was allocated to Trowbridge Town Council and £8.1 million was given to Trowbridge Town Hall Trust. This money is being spent on the renovation of the building. So that's the exterior. That's repointing, rendering brickwork, roof. It's modernising, um, turning, you know, uh, creating things energy efficient, eco-friendly, future-proof. Um, it's also changing the internal use of the building, so losing some walls, gaining more space, um, conferences, that sort of thing. And it's also um, finally, and any money that's left over is going to be spent on improvements to the infrastructure, so that's equipment etc etc it's a massive project it's the reason why i joined the organization but it has officially been announced um yesterday morning um so if you don't already know do head over to trowbridgetownhall.com and find out one thing i wanted to check with you kieran with something i was looking at in the news it's the uh, the brit awards talking uh, they're going to remove best male and best female categories and just go with with a a single category this is something I had never thought about before, and now, but then when you'd like start with a blank piece of paper, you you would never just think to do that like today, would you? It would just be the best award for. Yeah, that's a thought. I, I've something I thought about many times over the years because it does seem especially in this day and age outdated. Um, but I'm glad they finally kind of made that decision or come to that conclusion. Um, like long overdue type thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It really is because. Does that mean we're just going to have fewer awards now? I hope so, because award ceremonies do drag on. <laughs> to be honest, it only goes so I can bands like Pop Will Eat Itself will create a riot, and that's really all I want to see, really. I don't <laughs> want to see people giving smoochy addresses. I don't, yeah. Whatever. Get a yeah, dead no. sheep being dumped on the doorsteps. That's what I want to see. Oh, you're so... Michael Jackson getting stage invaded by, um, by Pulp. That's what I want to see. Jarvis Cocker. <laughs> uh, you're, you're so punk. Well, it's all so safe these days. It's all been so safe, John. <laughs> right. Anyway. Anyway, that was our news. Yeah. 
I, I think I think we've covered serious points there, and and good news for Trowbridge as well. I mean, that's a huge amount of uh, money that's uh, going to be invested into that uh, town centre venue. So brilliant, very exciting. Okay, if uh, anyone wants to get in touch with us, they can do shearisolation at gmail.com as the email or shearisolation.co.uk if you just want to get onto our website and listen back to previous episodes or you can find us on, on the usual podcasting services. Kieran, thank you for joining me. Absolute pleasure, John. I'll see you again very soon. Speak to you next week. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.